2: It's time for Crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs, AFC Championship rematch. And the Chiefs looking for revenge. I'm Jake Lisco, and I'm joined by James Rapine, also of the Locked On Bengals Podcast. We're with Chris Clark from Locked On Chiefs here on Crossover Thursday on the Locked On Podcast Network. These podcasts are available anywhere you get your podcast and on YouTube. And if you're new to the shows, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube so we're all delivered to your audio devices when we upload every day. Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. It's so much fun and so easy to play. You're not competing against other people, no spreadsheet warriors, just you against the projections. You're going to pick two to five players and whether they will score more or less than their Prize Picks projection and win up to 10 times. Your money on your entry it can take less than 30 seconds to get those entries in. It is that easy. We love prize picks and we know you will too. First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And guys, as we always do on Crossover Thursday, let's start with the biggest stories for both teams. These teams have quite a bit of recent history and Chris we we talked with you twice last year this is the first time this year we'll see if it happens again down the road in the playoffs but seems like a pretty obvious storyline where last week we were talking to Tyler of Locked on Titans about the Titans downplaying the revenge game factor that doesn't seem to be the case with the Chiefs would you say that's the biggest story for the Kansas City Chiefs this week
3: I'd say it's absolutely the biggest story for the Chiefs this week. They are absolutely locked in for this game and ready to go, and this is a revenge game for them. Uh, Chris Jones is ready to go. He would not watch that game from the AFC Championship game. He is focused on the players that they have now, focused on anything he can find in film study to help him. Uh, Justin Reed had some interesting comments. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has talked about it. Andy Reed has talked about it. This is a game that this team – really wants to win and they're going to be very locked and loaded and ready to go from the start
0: what did you think of justin reed's comments and uh you know because he wasn't a part of the the team last year he replaces honey badger essentially and yeah. uh comes in and, and and jumps into what seems to be a, a budding rivalry here in the afc
3: i like the confidence i understand that there's going to be a lot of people out there that say you know don't so they say those types of things mm-hmm. and give your Uh, opponent some, you know, extra fodder or anything. But uh, I like that he has the confidence that he's going to go out and he's going to do what needs to be done. And that's exactly what this Chiefs team needs to have, in my opinion, is is confidence that they can go out and win this game.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. I I wouldn't argue that. I just better get the players right. Right. (laughs) That was the funny part to me.
3: Yeah, no, no, you're right there. I mean, I, I get it. That's one of those things. Uh, used to play in the Chargers a lot in this division, so already played him twice. Uh, and now you're sitting here in this situation, so I get it.
2: And uh, he later did correct on Twitter in a reply to the clip that went viral on social media that he meant Hayden Hurst for the man matchup. man matchups. He also said, nonetheless, any and everybody still getting locked up. And... The big story for the Bengals this week, and and James, I'll let you talk about this. Jamar Chase, speaking to the media on Wednesday for the first time since his injury, responded to Justin Reed's tweet moments before we started recording this crossover episode. Let's put some money on it big time. So Jamar Chase also feeling confident and looking forward to playing. And he said if there's he was asked, what do you want to do this week? He wants to play a football game. That is his goal after sitting out against the Titans
0: yeah the main storyline this week is this Bengals team you go three and one without Jamar Chase and now you're going into this final stretch Joe Mixon set to clear concussion protocol he was limited on Wednesday uh Jamar Chase limited again on Wednesday but certainly feels like he's going to play this week told reporters that he wasn't uh he wasn't feeling his best wasn't comfortable playing last week and so he told Zach that he didn't want to play against the Titans so it was his call there which I think that's pretty mature of a 22-year-old to, to say, because I'm not sure there are many second-year players that would be able to do that. And so where can this offense go? Where can this team go now? And there's been a lot of comparisons, all of those things. But you look at this Bengals team, they've won three straight, and now they're facing what I think. And I'm not saying it because Chris is here. It's a crossover with the Chiefs. What I think has been the best team in the NFL thus far. And, and can you not just compete with them again, like, everyone expects you to do but can you beat them for a third straight time that's a huge storyline it helps that you get jamar chase back it helps that you're getting mixing back how much will chase play that's a question because i think he's gonna play but will he play a, a full amount of snaps when he's playing 90 plus percent of the snaps like normal i'm not sure that's going to be the case this week so that's certainly a storyline we'll follow as the week goes on
2: and a whole bunch That'll of be- new corners sorry chris go ahead
3: I just was going to say, that's the interesting thing to me is to see, does he have any rust coming back from his injury? Yeah. Uh, I mean, these guys are amazing athletes, so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he's going to be way out of shape or anything, but <laughs> it's still being off work for a couple of weeks and not having the, that game speed, not having that game uh, situation type thing that you're in. So I think that there could be a little bit of rust, but you're absolutely right, Jake. This is There's another question here with all the new corners with Kansas City and how's that going to play into this?
2: Yeah, and there's a matchup discussion there that we'll talk about. And it's not all new guys in that secondary for Kansas City, but certainly some, and that'll be a fun conversation as well. I do want to circle back quickly to the revenge game topic because – I think we've heard from the Bengals all year that they don't want comparisons to last year, even though the Bengals' season this year has been so similar to their season last year where they had the up-and-down start, got to the bye with an identical record, and now we're finishing the season again as they did last year with all of these playoff contenders. I'm curious about what what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes had to say because I didn't see the the those comments from them. I, I saw the Chris Jones stuff. Chris Jones seems to be taking or seems to have taken – last year's loss a little bit on his own shoulders talking about missing the sacks and and not wanting to do that again but i'm curious about what some of those other leaders on the Chiefs had to say because i didn't hear those comments
3: well it's Andy reed talking about uh learning from last year's defense that they that they had played against them in the second half you know uh, having three rush and dropping eight uh that was his main comments and and really looking at trying to how to adapt to that and patrick is Going back to saying, you know, when things aren't going right on the football field, you have to get back to your fundamentals and you have to be strong in your fundamentals. And he thinks that that is where he left a lot on the line last year. I think the bigger thing for Kansas City is, yes, this is a revenge game for the loss uh, in the playoffs. But it's also because I think that the players feel like they were cheated out of going to their third straight Super Bowl. And that's just the way it is. I mean, they they expected that they were going to be in their third straight Super Bowl, especially considering how the first half of that game went. Uh, and credit to the Bengals for being able to come back and win.
0: For sure. I mean, they they rallied back in both games, right? And that that's yep. that's a storyline in and of itself because I, I don't think that the Bengals, spoiler, are going to be able to rally from a three score deficit again. It's just too too rare. So the last thing you want is uh, to dig yourself into a hole. If you're either of these teams real quick, uh, I know Chris Jones mentioned Carlos Dunlap on Mm -hmm. Wednesday in, in in that's certainly a, I would say underrated uh, storyline going into this game, the Carlos Dunlap revenge factor, where he's on the, an AFC contender. Obviously he played, you know, a decade here in Cincinnati and uh, has all the sacks that he has the Bengals all time leading sack um, sacker. Right. So what, uh, what what has it been like with Carlos Dunlap and what did you make? Did, did, has he talked yet? I know Chris Jones referred to him. Has he talked yet this week?
3: I haven't seen him talk yet this week. I would imagine he's going to talk at some point this week. And uh, as of this recording, he has not that I've seen. What I will say about Dunlap is he seems to be a guy that is always going to be going hard after the ball. And he's been effective for Kansas City in his limited snaps. And I think you look at him having limited snaps and you look at it as a situation where well maybe he should be playing more i think kansas is actually doing exactly what they should with him with his age you don't want him playing 50 60 a game you want him to be fresh for what he is in there for and you want to be able to try to keep him healthy because this is going to be a long season kansas city fully plans on playing 20 games this year
2: got to play him to his strengths and right now as it was for much of his time in kansas city Elite run defender, really smart player, occasional uh, pass rushing splash from him. I'm sure he will be motivated in this game. And one of the matchups we're going to talk about, new corners in Kansas City, new offense in Kansas City, uh, a different approach from the Bengals offense this year as well. And those trenches are always something to keep an eye on when we talk about this Bengals team with the return of Joe Mixon, especially. So we'll get to some of those key matchups coming up next.
0: This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. Find Think Like a Champion now wherever you get your podcasts. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Russ is a champion on the field, but off of it, we rarely know the grind on the path to greatness. Alongside co-host Harry Wilson and the late Trevor Morgwad, they dig into high-performance athletes, artists, leaders that push their boundaries, and you're going to hear from guys like Von Miller. You're going to hear from Tim Tebow and so much more. It's available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcast. Head on over to Locked On Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or Catch the Fool series available anywhere you get your podcast available anywhere right now. Audible, get in the game.
2: All right, guys, let's talk big matchups because there are a lot of directions we could go here. We were talking before we started recording about how things have changed in Kansas City with Tyreek Hill's departure for Miami. The deep passing game has not been such a significant part of the Kansas City offense, but then we looked at it and two of the least frequent deep passers in the NFL will be playing in this game and two of the most prolific offenses in the NFL and Joe Burrow, who is the least frequent full-time quarterback in terms of deep passing percentage this year. And Patrick Mahomes, who is the third least Kirk cousins in the middle of those two guys. What's that been like for Kansas city? And how do you see that meshing with the, the Cincinnati defense that gave them some issues last year, especially in second halves of those games? It, it, do you think that the, the transformation of the chiefs offense in some ways is, is going to match up better? Or how do you see that playing out? Chris?
3: I do think it's going to match up better, and I think part of it is because they are now spreading the ball around so much. Uh, you know, you have got different guys that are getting involved. Juju Smith-Schuster, who missed practice on Wednesday with an illness. I fully expect him to be back for the game on Sunday. Uh, he has been somebody that has stepped in and become a, a security blanket for Patrick, so to speak. Uh, Travis Kelsey, obviously, is the number one wide receiver here, even though he plays tight end. Uh, That's always going to be a matchup that that teams are going to have to worry about. But, you know, you start getting guys like Juju involved. You get a guy like Justin Watson involved. And even if he's only catching two or three balls in a game, it changes the way the defense has to play you because they have to respect what he can do on the field. Uh, And when he's on the field, he is opening different zones for different players. We've seen that multiple times for Kansas City. So that's something to watch. And you start talking about MBS uh and is the in the deep balls going to MBS. i mean yeah he's the guy that's getting a lot of them right now uh i hope that him and patrick can start getting on the same page on some of some more of those deep balls uh so we'll see how that continues to go but they're still without Michael hardman who is supposed to be their biggest number one deep threat and he's out this game because he's on on ir uh, although it d- does sound like he could be back in a couple of weeks
0: as far as this offense goes have you seen a progression from Patrick Mahomes, given the fact that he, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill anymore? Because I look at it, and uh, spoiler, I do have Travis Kelsey on a, a few fantasy teams, and it seems like every single week they're they're targeting him a ton. He's putting up points. At the same time, there is no Tyreek Hill, and they, they seem to, to be, or at least he seems to be able to, to spread the ball around. And last year, even with a, a McCole Hartman, didn't seem like that was the case. It was either Hill it was Kelsey, or it was no one. Now with uh, all these other guys, is this offense better with with uh, Patrick Mahomes leading the show this season than it was last year?
3: I think it is. I think that you look at the yards that they're sc- the the yards that they're getting per game. It's like 330 yards a game in passing, and Mahomes is is just distributing the ball everywhere. It doesn't matter if it's yeah, he's still targeting Travis Kelsey like you talked about. He's still targeting Juju a lot. Uh, but he's got guys like MBS that are getting involved. Sky Moore has been involved the past couple of weeks. Uh, Justin Watson, Noah Gray is starting to get involved as a secondary tight end, and I think that's a big thing because if they get him going and you go to two tight end sets, now you have to worry about run and pass in that regard. Uh, and Jody Fortson's another guy, uh, and that doesn't take into account any of the running backs catching the ball out of the backfield.
2: So when you look at this game, Chris, you, you've talked about a bunch of guys and, and factors in this game, things that have changed. If you could point to one thing when the Chiefs have the ball, what needs to go their way or, or what, I guess, a couple things maybe need to go their way for the offense to be successful this week in Cincinnati?
3: Biggest thing that has to go their way is they can't beat themselves. And uh, I feel like if you went back and watched that Rams game, a lot of the problems that they had, they scored six different times. They had four field goals and two touchdowns. That's not going to get it done most weeks. Uh, But they were able to move the ball. They just weren't able to put it in the end zone. But they beat themselves with some penalties uh, and got in bad situations. And if they don't beat themselves, I think they're going to be okay and they're going to be in a good situation. The biggest thing when you start talking about players getting the ball and players getting involved, if Juju gets close to 100 yards and you got a guy like Sky Moore who gets another 50 I think you're going to be in for a good day on offense because at that point, you're probably talking about Travis Kelsey having another 75 to hundred himself. And that means you're moving the ball up and down the field.
0: Coming into the year. I know the run game was, you know, a conversation being able to win on the ground and, and win that way. If the Bengals do, and I don't think they can do it exactly like they did last year, but let's say they dare the chiefs to run. Are they capable with, with, with Pacheco and company to do so you think?
3: I think they are capable. I think that Pacheco has been a guy that is able to step in and is able to run the ball hard and he's able to hit the holes. He's starting to get to a point where he's seeing the holes better and uh, gaining some patience to be able to run the ball even better than he has. And the reality is, is that at some point, if they are getting to a point where they can get three or four or five yards of carry, you know, five or six times in, in a couple of drive segments, then they're going to have to start changing how they're playing defense to stop the pass or stop the run which is going to open up the pass.
0: Well, I think it's going to be interesting to see, and, and Jake talk about that, just switching gears and, and looking at the Bengals defense, taking away Kelsey, and Zach said it on Wednesday, every team wants to take Kelsey away. And he's had, I was looking, at least five receptions or a touchdown in every game this year, and a lot of times both. So he gets involved, he's always involved. Is this a, a Dax Hill, Trey Flowers, both well, type of game? And if so... If you have success there, do you trust Cam Taylor, Britt, and Eli Apple? You know, against these receivers, that yeah, it's not Tyreek Hill, but uh, they do spread the ball around, like Chris was saying.
2: Yeah, we'll see if this is a Dax Hill game, right? Is is this a yeah. Dax Hill opportunity? Probably not. If if the track record this year is any indicator, the Bengals haven't been through quite the gauntlet of tight ends that they were last year with all of the great tight ends that they played. And Kelsey clearly this year is playing the best football of any tight end in the NFL. The consistency has been pretty remarkable. Last year, in that first game, they did a great job on Kelsey. He got a touchdown in that game, but was limited to just 25 yards receiving on seven targets. They would certainly take that again. In the second game, obviously a little bit more success for Travis Kelsey going 10 catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. But if you're looking at the Kansas City offense, to me, that needs to be a focus. I think that especially with the way these corners are playing in run defense right now, you you feel good about continuing to play in nickel. I saw a great stat from football outsiders on Wednesday about the, the success rate or defensive uh, DVOA, which is a proprietary stat, obviously from football outsiders. It combines a whole lot of things into a, a single number. And the Bengals defense, when they're in nickel personnel against base, against two wide receivers not the kansas city is going to be living in two wide receivers or in 12 personnel two tight ends for much of the game they've been fantastic in that matchup so i think the bengals can comfortably keep extra defensive backs on the field for the entire game and play matchups the way that they see fit now whether or not that works against a, a guy coaching at the level and a guy playing quarterback at the level of andy Reid and patrick mahomes it, it, we'll, we'll see how that goes right but I think you do have to credit Lou Anarimo for twice finding those adjustments in-game last year that were able to slow down the Chiefs because you guys probably remember me saying in that second game, I was like, there's no way the Bengals are holding the Chiefs to three points in the second half again. And, and yep. then they did it again. And obviously the Chiefs will be looking for that to change. But I, I think that while there is a, a huge a question, I think, of the outside corner spot, the Bengals do have some guys that they can throw at Travis Kelsey if they choose to dedicate some extra resources there, Chris.
3: Yeah, and the big question and, and the big key to me is second half adjustments. I mean, that's that's what killed said in both games last year, and I'm glad you pointed that out, Jake. He did a fantastic job adjusting and getting Patrick off of what he wanted to do and getting Andy Reid out of what he wanted to do. Uh, but as a coach, you can't be in a situation where you score as many points as you did in that AFC Championship game and come out so flat in the second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just can't do it. So
0: let's. Let's uh, switch. Gears. Let's talk a little bit when we, uh, about the offense, uh, Bengals mm-hmm. offense, Chiefs defense. We haven't done that yet, so we'll do that. We'll get to our predictions as well. But today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all things sports betting, info, stats, news, analysis. It's a one-stop shop for all things sports betting. You can get the latest odds, trends. The Chiefs opening up as favorites this week over the Bengals, even though it is in Cincinnati, which is interesting we've certainly seen that for the Bengals being road favorites this year they were road favorites last week in tennessee but you can wager regardless if you're chiefs fan Bengals fan at bet online it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix free to sign up and it's not just nfl it's nba college hoops college football and more so go there now bet online where the game starts
1: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Yeah, I did want to get to the Bengals on offense before we dive into predictions. It looks like Jamar Chase should be back this week. We boldly said last week that we expected him to be back. He wasn't comfortable to play. He sat out the week. He's talking again this week like he's going to play. So they will have their three-headed monster back. And Trent McDuffie has been playing a lot for the Kansas City Chiefs and Legereus Sneed obviously back, the the returnee in that secondary. And when I look at the Kansas City defense, I see Nick Bolton, I see Chris Jones, I see Legereus Sneed as some very clear standouts and some solid players around those guys. But I'm curious, Chris, uh, what's the approach going to be from the Chiefs? Because we've seen the Bengals have answers or develop answers over the course of this year anyway to the too high stuff. And we saw the chiefs go through this last year where teams just sat too high the entire game and made Mahomes be patient. We've seen the Bengals develop those answers. What do you think the chiefs approach is going to be defensively this week?
3: You know, I think you look back at this draft and I think that it's what this draft focused on was going out and getting guys that they thought could cover better than what they had last year going against the Bengals. The Bengals torched them uh, multiple times, not only with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, but you know Tyler Boyd had some good catches as well, and I think that that's really where Kansas City tried to focus in the draft is getting better at the corner position. Trent McDuffie has played very well this season. Uh, I really feel good about his developments. Now, you know, obviously Jamar Chase is another animal than any other wide receiver in the league, just about. Uh, so that's going to be a good test for him. Uh, but you know, they go out and get a guy like Josh Williams. They go out and get a guy like Jalen Watson. Both those guys have played a lot of snaps as rookies. And now you're sitting in a situation where you have two different corners than what, well, three different corners than what you had last year at this time. Because if you look back at last year, Fenton got called for a lot of penalties and Shavarius Ward also got called for penalties and got beat multiple times. That's going to be a different guys this year. Is it going to turn out the same way? It's hard to say. I'm not going to say that they're going to be, uh, that the Bengals won't be successful against these rookies. But the one thing that I have loved about it is, even when these rookies get beat, they're still competing and they don't seem to let it really get to their head, and that's huge.
0: As far as the pass rush is concerned, the, the thing I remember probably most about the AFC title game is the fact that Burrow was just able to be a magician in the pocket. It wasn't like the Bengals' offensive yep. line held up. They gave up nine sacks the week prior, and then going into that game, it was obviously a talking point, point. and Burrow was just insane and was under pressure the entire time but found ways to to make plays, especially in the second half.
3: Looked like he was would, dancing.
0: Yeah, d- dancing. That's right. He was a good dancer. Uh, is in and, and it obviously worked out. Is is this defensive line, do you expect it to be able to get pressure on Joe Burrow this week? Is, how have they been this year? Obviously, we know how great Chris Jones is. Burrow called him the best interior pass rusher in the NFL, not named Aaron Donald. But uh, at, overall, as a group, how are they?
3: So I wish I would have looked this up before I came on, but they were fourth in the league in sacks prior to this last game. So they're getting pressure. They're getting home. Uh, George Kurloftis is one of their rookie uh, picks from the first round this past draft. He got his first full sack this, this past week. Uh, and he got it because he studied film. He saw the play that they were running, and he decided he wasn't playing the run. He was playing the pass, and he went after it and got the and got the sack. So
0: The Chiefs are tied me, for fifth with 35. Just yeah,
3: thank you. I appreciate yep. that. So they're still doing pretty good. I mean, that's still pretty good. That's a lot higher than they've been in years uh, at this point in the season. And the one thing that I do like that they've started to do is they've started to change up how they're rushing the passer. And what I mean by that is, if you get into a third down situation, you're going to have a situation where you're going to have Frank Clark, George Karloftis, Carlos Dunlap, and Chris Jones all on the field at the same time and maybe take one of those guys out and, and put Mike Dana in. That's, that's the Chiefs NASCAR package, and it has been very effective this season. So if they get into a third-long situation, expect that defense to come at you, and I think that they're going to uh, probably try to send a, a couple exotic blitzes at Joe, even though I don't think that's extremely effective. Uh, Spagnola likes to at least keep QBs keep, keep honest and, and make sure that they're seeing the blitz coming from him.
2: Uh, that was a, a bit of an issue from what I recall. The last time yeah, it was. these teams it was. played. We'll see if Spags remains true to his career colors or, or how he adjusts this week. That that will be interesting as well. I think that you, you bring up something really interesting there, Chris, which is that a point that I've made on Lockdown Bengals recently. The, the Bengals have been doing better and better as the season's gone on at avoiding those third and long situations, and that has been, I think, a big point of emphasis for them is early down success. They started out the season, and, and they were just pretty dreadful for probably the first two, three, four weeks of the season on first and second downs. Since then, I think they've been much better as they found more of those answers and and more ways to be more consistent off on offense from a success rate perspective in terms of staying ahead of the chains And all of that to me fits together with game script. I think that are they going to hold the Chiefs to three points in the second half again? If they do, I don't know. No, I'll I'll have to do something crazy, man, because you can't expect that, right? Like, that's just it's insane. It's insane to think about. And, And so because of that, I'm going to talk about the same things I talked about when these teams played in the playoffs, which is the Bengals can't go down early again like that again and expect to get back into the game. Because it just doesn't seem like something, like you said, James, you can't expect to do that. That being said, staying ahead of the chains to to keep that NASCAR package on the sidelines as much as they can, I think very important for the Bengals, although Burrow has been playing, as we've talked about on Lockdown Bengals, with excellent timing for the last few weeks, especially, even when there has been pressure. So that'll be fun to watch with Chris Jones, who, I mean, it's been a murderer's row. Chris, for the Bengals interior offensive line lately, we went from Cam Hayward to Jeffrey Simmons to, to Chris Jones in consecutive weeks. And uh, that, that'll be a big test for those guys. With that being said, let's dive into predictions, guys. Uh, obviously, James, you mentioned the Chiefs favored on the road in this game. Chris, how do you see this game playing out?
3: Uh I'm trying to remember is the line, what, 51 and a half, I think. Yep. Uh, is about what I saw it was. I have to take the over on that. <laughs> I will say that up front. <laughs> uh, I do think this is going to be a high score game. I'm really curious. And the biggest thing that I'm curious about in this game is this is going to be a measuring stick for Kansas City. And what I mean by that is they went out and made all these moves, at least from what it looks like to me. They went out and made all these moves with their draft, trying to chase – the Cincinnati Bengals to an extent. Uh, I'm not going to say that they didn't look at other teams and figure out other places they needed help as well, but they went out and got new corners and they focused on that corner class. Uh, They went out and added a wide receiver. They went out and added a pass rusher. They went out and tried to improve their defense as well. So I think that that's going to be a big question. How big does this defense play into this game Uh, when you start looking at the different guys that they added? Uh, I still think Kansas City... But, you know, at this point, with the way Mahomes is playing, with the way Travis Kelsey is playing, and assuming Juju plays, I still think Kansas City is probably going to put up 31 points. Uh, I see a 31-27 Kansas City.
0: Yeah, I I think that's fair. Um, And to me, as you were talking about the revamped secondary and all the new pieces, I I think, oh, man, this is – what a great test for this Bengals offensive line because – it's one thing to to go up against a, you know, Jeffrey Simmons and no Denico Autry last week and, and have your best performance of the season. But just because they didn't have the nine sacks that the Titans had, they constant pressure. Right. And they were able to dial up different things. And Burrow got hit a ton in the AFC title game. And it just it's different when you're celebrating at the end and you kind of forget about it. So can they hold up? You're talking about the 35 sacks for the Chiefs, the Bengals near the the bottom of the NFL in sacks with 17. And so the last thing I want is to give Patrick Mahomes a bunch of time uh, to spread the ball around. And so coming into this week, I've leaned Chiefs uh, and I was leaning Chiefs. And look, Jamar Chase coming back, will he play a full allotment of snaps? I'm not sure. Uh, That's uh, that's a big factor because when he's on the field, might be – in. Loaded with skill talent on both teams, right? Might be the best skill player on the field. And, and that's debatable. I know with Kelsey, I'm not Chiefs fans. Don't come at me. He's a Bearcat. Relax. Point is, is uh, if you don't have him for a full allotment, it's it's going to be tough. So I'm leaning Chiefs in a close one. We'll see. I'll give the, the official prediction on, on, on our, our final show. But I am leaning Chiefs as of now.
2: One X factor in this game that we haven't talked about at all, James, you just brought up. The Bengals pass rush. Patrick Mahomes, if you can get pressure there with four, that's the kryptonite for every quarterback. Mahomes, Whoa. obviously a magician in the pro- in the pocket, but with, with DJ Reader's return, if the Bengals can't yeah. find a way to man- manufacture pressure with four, and a lot of that's going to be on uh, uh, Trey Hendrickson's shoulders, sorry, going against Orlando Brown out there. That will be interesting, and that brings me to one last question for you, Chris, really quick. Joe Tooney looks like he was back at practice. Is he Is he returning to action this week for the Chiefs, do you think?
3: I do think he will, and I think that that's going to be a, a huge key in this. I think he plays very well for Kansas City. I do think he's going to be back this week. And the other thing I would mention when you t- start talking Patrick Mahomes and being a magician, the, the bigger thing that I think the Bengals need to watch for is they need to keep him from running. They need to keep mm-hmm. the rushing lanes dialed in, and they need to be able to keep him from running. If they can do that, that's going to change a little bit about how he can play.
2: Uh, they've got a lot of experience with Lamar Jackson and – the the mush rush and those sorts of things, trying to contain. And actually, they did a lot of that, from whatever call against the yeah. against the Chiefs last time these yeah. teams played. Just try to keep them in, keep in keep them in the pocket, and and try to change the picture on them, cause them to hesitate. And that has been something, Lou and Arumos really liked is those simulated pressures, dropping defensive ends out. So that'll be interesting to see as well. And and another storyline that we're just getting to at the very. End of our show here as the Kansas City Chiefs will travel to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals in a regular season AFC Championship rematch. Let's hope it's a preview. By
0: the way, Chris, what do you say? Another preview?
2: I'd take it.
3: Yeah, I'd take it. Uh, It's going to be really hard to get both these teams (laughs) back in the playoffs facing each other. Um, But yeah, I would take it.
2: It would be a fairly remarkable story if we saw the the same, like, it's so similar last year in so many ways I, I, for both of these teams in terms of where they're at going into this game and and the playoff expectations well the playoff expectations for the Bengals certainly higher at this point uh, sure
0: and it, and it was later in the year last year so the Chiefs were kind of firmly where they were at we're kind of like they are now so right
2: it but it was, it was yeah just in terms of it being such a monumental game for the Bengals right mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of how the result changes the way you think about the Bengals and their ability to to make a push here as they're trying to show, again, that they can hang with every team in the NFL and that as Zach Taylor and, and those guys say, it's not just we have to play them. They have to play us, too. And so both these teams, I think, feeling confident going into this game and it should be a fun one. I'm enjoying the development of this little rivalry because, like I said before we started recording, it's not there. There doesn't seem to be animosity to it. There's a lot of mutual respect with these teams, but it's obviously they both feel like they're contenders right now and, and could be for years to come in the AFC. So should be a lot of fun this week. Chris Clark on Locked On Chiefs. Go check out Locked On Chiefs for more coverage leading up to the game from the Kansas City perspective. James Rapina, myself, Jake Lisko on Locked On Bengals. Have you covered from the Bengals end of things? And that's it for Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.